Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating, tell five friends who love the Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep things rolling from there. So, before I get into basketball, because you know we're into basketball season fully now, with Big 12 conference play getting kicked off this week. But I'm still on a high from that Kansas Bowl victory over UNLV in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. You got Jason Bean, who got the invite to the Hula Bowl. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but Jason Bean, of course, the hero of the day in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, threw for 449 yards, five uh, six touchdowns, excuse me. Jason Bean... Invited to Orlando to play in the Hula Bowl. He's considered a draft diamond now. That's right. The Kansas backup quarterback, back up at the beginning of the season, takes over, as you all know, when Jalen Daniels gets hurt. And he ends up being one of the great stories of the college football season, if you think about it. You go, you look at, there's a lot of good stories out there, but Jason Bean coming back, for his super senior year to be a backup on a Jayhawks team who had high expectations, being thrust into the starting role, and then going on the tear that he did, beating a top 10 Oklahoma team, taking Kansas to a nine-win season, including that big bowl win over UNLV, throwing for all the yards, throwing for all the touchdowns, and now a potential NFL draft prospect at... The Hula Bowl. It's just incredible. And, and yeah, some people say, you know, he can, he's going to go to the NFL and be a, uh, you know, maybe a wide receiver or kick returner. I even said that earlier in the season, and I feel a little bit silly about that. But I think that he deserves a chance to show that he can play quarterback in the NFL. Like you look around the NFL and you see some absolutely terrible, not only backup quarterbacks, but third-string quarterbacks that get thrown into the game – I think Jason Bean can play with some of those guys that the NFL's trotting out there. If you get him in a system where you can do some RPOs, uh, thinking specifically for like the 49ers or something like that, if you if you put Jason Bean in a 49ers uniform, he could be very successful. Very successful. Maybe not quite as successful as Brock Purdy, but I think he could be very successful with the 49ers with all those guys that they have on offense in San Francisco. Just That's just one example. But Jason Bean getting a chance to go to the Hula Bowl to show what he's got, whether they try to get him to play something other than quarterback, whether he sticks his ground and says, you know what, I want to be a quarterback. Let me play quarterback and show you what I got. Either way, it's going to be exciting I'll be uh, I'll be checking out the Hula Bowl this year, that's for sure. So, wanted to make note of that. Also, if you didn't know, there's been some breaking news this past week since we last talked. For those who didn't hear yet, I'm sure you have if you're a huge Jayhawk football fan, but I'll let you know right now. Big news. Big news out of Kansas football. Kobe Bryant... The Hawk Mamba, the top cornerback in the Big 12, announced via Twitter with a simple tweet, I'm back. 
Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba, is coming back to Kansas for another season. And then it set off a string of tweets from guys like LJ Arnold, Luke Grimm, Quentin Skinner, and others saying, unfinished business, run it back. I'm back. Everybody's coming back for another run at it. They know what they have in this Kansas Jayhawks football program. And it's fun to watch. There's no other way to put it. It's fun to watch. You've got you've got all these guys coming back now. OJ Burroughs, he had a great season. You've got other uh guys that announced that they're coming back. But this announcement from Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba, is huge for the Kansas Jayhawks because most people thought that Kobe Bryant would be a second to third round pick. In the NFL draft. If you can go to the NFL and be a second rounder, typically you go to the NFL. You go test the waters at least. But for Kobe Bryant, unfinished business in Kansas with so many members of this football team returning in 2024. Happy New Year, by the way. It is 2024. I meant to say that off the top, but here we are. I was too excited about this Kansas football program and what's coming back next year. But you've got... What amounts to last year you had a lot of guys coming back. And this next year, you don't have quite as many guys coming back on defense. But to get a guy coming back like Kobe Bryant, to get a guy coming back like that in your secondary to lead the defense, that is absolutely huge. And you've got, I believe it was 7 out of 11 starters coming back on offense. Maybe 8 out of 11 starters coming back on offense. This is a Kansas program on the rise. And I said it in the podcast last week. I'll say it again. I would not be surprised to see Kansas playing for a Big 12 championship in 2024. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win the Big 12 and go to the college football playoff. That's where we're at as a Kansas football program. You've seen what Lance Leipold's done in year one, two wins, year two, six wins, year three, nine wins. If you project that out again, Kansas is looking at 11, maybe 12 wins next year. And if that happens, they're going to the college football playoff. So let's get into it. I love it. I love what... Kansas is doing just a quick Kansas football recap in 2023 guaranteed rate bowl champs nine and four overall five and two at home four home sellouts this year you had the new locker room and weight room unveiled hosted big noon kickoff unveiled all sorts of new uniforms we talked about it here on the podcast they had a new uniform almost every game this season signed the highest rated signing class in Kansas football history. And they began the construction on the completely transformed David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium and Anderson Family Football Complex. That is all what happened in 2023 for the Kansas Jayhawks football program. Most I, I saw some photos. You can always go to my Twitter account, at Talker, see videos from... The Kansas football team and the guaranteed rate bowl. You can see some of those crazy catches the wide receivers made. You can see uh, some of the 
the renovations happening at the stadium. Kansas Athletics has been posting it, Kansas football as well, and I've been retweeting those. Uh, but I was there for the final home game of the season in the Sunflower Showdown. And then seeing what the stadium looks like now, it's kind of sad, honestly. It's sad that you see the booth being demolished like that. I know it's going to look beautiful and it's going to be awesome when it reopens, whenever that may be. But to see how it's getting torn down now, it just makes you feel a little something on the inside. It, it gives you the extra, it gives you feels around the holiday season. That's what it does. So I know it's going to look great when it's finished, but right now there's a little sadness in my heart seeing the booth being demolished like it is. But you can see videos and photos up over there at Jayhawker Talker on Twitter. I've posted a few things there. But a fantastic, fantastic 2023 for the Kansas football program and even more exciting in the future than the the new uh, athletic complex, the highest-rated signing class in Kansas football history, Almost the entire offense coming back for another year. They've got uh, Mason Fairchild, I know, is graduating, so he's going to be gone at tight end, but they have a guy from transferring in from Iowa State, a, tight, a transfer tight end, who's going to be filling that spot. So Kansas is going to be ready to roll from day one next year, and they're going to have a chance to make some noise in the Big 12, and potentially, potentially if they win the Big 12, that puts them in. The college that doesn't potentially put them in. If they win the Big 12, they will get into the college football playoff this year. That's how it works with the new college football playoff format. 12 teams could be hosting a home playoff game in the playoffs even. So something to look forward to in 2024. Expanded playoff, the chance that Kansas could make it there. And we will be keeping an eye on that as we do here at the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Can't wait to see what the Jayhawks do on the football field in 2024. We'll keep you posted with the updates on the stadium. If they announce they're going to play home games somewhere else, there's been rumors possibly at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. We'll see. We'll keep you posted here at the Jayhawker Talker podcast. All right, let's move into basketball. Basketball season is officially the number one thing we're talking about here at the Jayhawker Talker Podcast. I know I spent the first 10 minutes talking about football, but that's because there was exciting news. Of course, we're going to talk about football when there's exciting news like that, but it is full-on basketball season. We are into the new year. We're into 2024, and we are into Big 12 Conference play starting this Wednesday, or this Saturday, excuse me, on CBS, 1 o'clock against TCU. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute, but let's quickly recap. This past Saturday's game, Wichita State, KU, in Kansas City at the T-Mobile Center. And KU just dominated this thing from the get-go. They There was not a slow start like there had been in previous games against, uh, against Mizzou, against UMKC, against Yale. There had been some slow starts, and I've been begging them to get things going, get the ball to Hunter Dickinson early and often and get out to an early lead. And they did just that against Wichita State. And what do you know? They're leading 43-27 at halftime, end up winning the game 86-67. to KU does over Wichita State. Hunter Dickinson finally gets another double-double. Uh, we've got uh, He had 22 points, 13 rebounds in that game. K.J. Adams with another great game, 9 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. 
Christian Brown was quoted saying that K.J. Adams is the hardest working KU basketball player that he has ever seen. He had El Marco Jackson scoring in double digits, got 12 points for him. Dewan Harris Jr. hit two three-pointers at the beginning of the game to kick things off to give KU an early eight-point lead in the game. And then you had, of course, Kevin McCuller Jr., who has been dominating the entire season, 20 points, seven rebounds, and two assists in that one for Kevin McCuller Jr. And all these, this team is just playing very well together. And when you get things going early, when you get it down to Hunter Dickinson, when he starts showing... He's got the passing, he's got the shooting, he's going to rebound as often as he can. And then you've got a guy like Kevin McCullough Jr. who came back to Kansas to show he can be a scorer, and now he's averaging close to 20 points a game for the Kansas Jayhawks. You look at Dewan Harris Jr., who continues to do what he does, averaging nearly five assists per game in, or more than five assists, excuse me. Dewan Harris Jr. is averaging seven assists per game. Kevin McCullough Jr. is averaging 20 points per game, also not seven rebounds and four and a half assists. So these guys are coming at you. They know what their uh, their goals are this year. They want to win the Big 12, get back to another Final Four, try to win a national championship. And that was a non-conference game that they just wanted to win by double digits, win big, and they end up winning uh, KU beating Wichita State 86-67. And now you've got both Hunter Dickinson and Kevin McCullough Jr. on the Naismith Award watch list. Two Kansas Jayhawks for the first time since uh, Rafe LaFrance and Paul Pierce. That was the last time you entered a January with two players on the Wooden Award list uh, as best college basketball player. So it's been since 1997, I believe it was, or 1995. Uh, yeah, 97, 97. Uh, last time Kansas had two players this late in the season as Wooden Award watch list guys. So Kevin McCullough Jr., Hunter Dickinson, both having fantastic seasons, and they're going to need that to continue if they want to win a national championship this year. All right, so we're into it now. It is... Time for the Big 12 schedule to start for the basketball season. And Kansas is getting into it. I mean, there's never really an easy slate of games in the Big 12. It is what it is. You're going to have tough games. You have, I believe it is five teams, maybe six teams now in the top 25 for the uh, the Kansas, let's see. So we've I'm, I'm looking it up right now live as I'm trying to talk to you guys. You've got KU number two, Houston number three, Oklahoma number eleven, BYU number twelve, Baylor number eighteen, and Texas number twenty. So six teams in the top twenty-five. Five teams outside of Kansas that are ranked in the top twenty-five right now, and that's just you're going to have a tough schedule when you're in the Big Twelve. You've got six ranked teams. It's never going to be easy to get through. And for Kansas, uh, it seems like the back half of their schedule in February and March, that is when it really is the toughest. Even though every every part of this uh, Big 12 schedule is tough, the February and March games are when it really gets going. You play Houston twice. You get Baylor 
um, on the road. You got Baylor at home. So it, you've got a lot of tough games there in February and March. So in January, KU needs to get down to business and win. They need to win out in January. I know they've got some tough road games. They've got uh, Oklahoma State has not looked very good this year. Just putting that out there. But for some reason, Kansas always struggles when they go to Oklahoma State. West Virginia is always a tough place to play. Iowa State, of course, always a tough place to play. So there are some tough road games here in January. None of those teams at this point right now are ranked. I could see Iowa State jumping in there if they start the uh, Big 12 slate winning some games against some of these quality Big 12 opponents. I could see Iowa State definitely jumping into the top 25. I believe they were ranked in the top 25 at one point in the season. So KU kicks it off their first couple of games, TCU at home and then on the road at UCF. TCU coming in to the fog at Allen Fieldhouse with an 11-2 and record. One o'clock tip-off on CBS this Saturday, January 6th. And Kansas has to watch out for TCU. They're a tough team. They're another team that's been ranked a lot in the past few years. They're 11-2 and on the season. They're another one of those teams that if they beat KU, they're jumping right back up there into the top 25. 11-2 and on the season. They haven't really had a tough schedule I guess you could say they lost to Nevada. They lost to Clemson to very okay, very okay uh, losses there. Uh, But Clemson top 25 team now definitely consider that. But you look at what they're doing and if they get a win over Kansas, they'll jump into the top 25. So you know that Kansas has to be on the lookout for not, not necessarily on upset alert, but they have to have their head on a swivel in any game in the Big 12, let alone a TCU team that's 11-2 and trying to get back into the top 25. Kansas uh, favored to win this game, of course. But it's it's going to be a hopefully a nice home atmosphere. It always is at the Fieldhouse. But what I mean by that is students will be back on campus for second semester. Uh, you're not going to have maybe like, I know... Yale wasn't necessarily the the best atmosphere because maybe not as many students were there on campus to watch. But KU back in town playing against TCU. One o'clock tip-off on CBS this Saturday against TCU to kick off the Big 12 slate. And then next Wednesday, next Wednesday, their first road game in the Big 12, their first time at UCF playing basketball because... UCF, a brand new member to the Big 12, and they're sitting there at 9-3 and three on the season right now. Another team that they want to get out there and make a name for themselves. They want to get out there and have a successful first Big 12 season. Their football team got into a bowl game this year. The basketball team wants to try to match that and maybe make a little run, try to get into March Madness as a Big 12 team. But right now... They haven't had any big wins on the season at this point. Uh, Their biggest game they played right now was against Miami. They lost that one 88-72. That was a road loss against Miami. But Ole Miss is another team. They almost clipped Ole Miss at home. Uh, They lost 70-68. So UCF could make some noise at home. I think KU should be able to beat them. Uh, But again... 
It's a team that wants to knock you off. KU's the big dogs in the conference, and you're going to get everybody's best shot. And if you want to watch that game on that 6 o'clock tip-off Wednesday, January 10th, you're going to have to have ESPN+. Plus. It's one of those things for Kansas basketball. Usually you'll get the big networks. Like Saturday, you're going to get the CBS 1 o'clock slot. Usually for for their basketball games on on Mondays, they're going to be getting the 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock slot on ESPN or ESPN2. This one, the first game against UCF, uh, they weren't too excited about that, so they threw it on ESPN+. Plus. So make sure if you want to watch that game, you're going to have to get that ESPN+. Plus subscription to watch the Jayhawks. All right, that about does it for this episode. It's going to be a good season for the Jayhawks in the Big 12. I'm feeling it. Another Big 12 conference title on the way starts this Saturday, 1 o'clock, CBS against TCU. Can't wait to talk about it next week. I will be recording this episode or the next Jayhawker Talker episode Wednesday evening after the UCF game so that we can talk about what happened in that game and then look ahead to the Oklahoma-Kansas game. That might be a top 10 battle between Oklahoma and Kansas. Oklahoma ranked number 11 right now. So if both of these teams win their first couple of games in the Big 12 Conference, it will most definitely be a top 10 matchup, and I want to dive all into that next week on the podcast. So going to recap the UCF-Kansas and TCU-Kansas games next Wednesday night. Going to get that over. Probably will be uploaded by Thursday, and we will talk about the Kansas-Oklahoma game on the podcast next week. Looking forward to that. All right. Until next time, you know where to get me. At Jayhawker Talker is where you can find me on Twitter. We can keep the conversation going. As always, download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to Jayhawker Talker Podcast, an affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can always check out my latest article or everybody's article over there. We do a great job at heartlandcollegesports.com. See what everybody's uh, talking about with the Jayhawks, the latest transfer portal news and football, uh, talking about the uh, latest signings. Uh, what Kansas, You can talk about Jason Bean over there in the forums if you want to talk about him going to the Hula Bowl. You can talk about KU climbing the ladder, being ranked number two in the nation. Uh, trying to run it back as Big 12 champs, going to try to get another national championship, sign up as part of the forum and the message boards over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.